Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor of Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Kendrick Johnson, who is the sports editor for the McKinney Courier Gazette, as well as Brian Murphy, who does sports for Plano, Little Elm, and so not Plano, Frisco, That's Little you. Elm, and Salina. That's me. I do Plano. He does Frisco. He does Little Elm. He does Salina. And we're here to talk some state high school soccer. We are down to the final four um, in the respective classifications for the high school soccer postseason. The state tournament gets rolling on uh, on Thursday out at Berkelbach Field down in um, in Georgetown and I'm um, sure enough we have a very uh, we have a very healthy contingent of teams in 5A and 6A bound I think this is the most that we've ever had going to state honestly guys we have the Frisco Wakeland boys and girls um, representing 5A and then over on the 6A side we have the Marcus girls and the Capel boys so um, let's start um, let's start right there Brian obviously this is a uh, what a massive milestone for uh, for Frisco Wakeland to for the first time in program history and school history that they have got both the boys and the girls to the state tournament in the same exact year. Brian, you saw them over the weekend. Some pretty thrilling uh, some pretty thrilling regional tournament action out in Carrollton at Standard mm, Stadium. Y'all, y'all saw the wind. I know y'all were there from oh, the yeah. Midland. And he was, Kendra was five hours away. Yeah. 25 miles away. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Every game I covered this weekend went into overtime. The boys, uh-huh. both boys games, both girls games for Wakeland. It was just the craziest, craziest weekend. So many lightning <laughs> delays. I'm over it. I, I think I watched like eight games worth of soccer this weekend because of the overtimes. <laughs> Uh, and then the shootout between Highland Park and Wakeland Girls, they went 4-2 in the shootout. It was just nuts. It was crazy. Hey, hats off of them. Like, I, th- I talked to um, Gracie Bryan two weeks ago, and it's like they're focused on the playoffs, but they wanted that Highland Park showdown. Yeah. It's like they wanted to go back to the scene of the crime and right the wrong. It's because they lost to them in the regional quarterfinal last year 2-1. to one. They were down 2-1 to one against them in the second half. They got the equalizer late in that game. So it was kind of a little bit of deja vu, mm. like not again, not again. <laughs> And they get the equalizer, and then no one could score in extra time. And a lot of people in the press box were talking to me, man, Wakeland's dominating Highland Park. Like Highland Park got their goal early. They also got a penalty kick early, which is kind of suspect. It was off a handball, so it's always tough to see that. It wasn't even a foul. So they got their goal, their first goal on a PK, and then the shootouts were intense. I posted the YouTube video of the entire shootouts in in my story, so it's like seven minutes worth of shootouts. So (laughs) it was was intense, to say the least. I I, I shock with the Highland Park people, because they they think they just win state titles over there. Oh, man, all the girls were, not all of them, but I saw some from the press box doubled over and doubled down, you know, laying down. The same thing for every team that loses. Especially when you've got that state tournament, that state championship expectation with them being the reigning state champs and whatnot. Especially in a breaking, heartbreaking fashion like that, too. You know, another team, Wakeland Boys, they beat Lakeridge Friday night in the regional semifinal with six seconds left in the second overtime. Jacob Miller scored the game-winning goal wow. with six seconds left. Number six. I don't know if it's like a, a coincidence or not, but it was the craziest. <laughs> I was getting ready. I had my tweet tweeted out saying, or not tweeted out, but I had it typed up. I was ready. All right, we're going to PKs. This is, you know, wild finish coming here. And then scores with six seconds left. It was like, it wasn't even like a, a crazy awesome goal or a ripper or anything. It was just... It was played around the box. It was off a throw-in. They got a throw-in with 20 seconds left, 
and Reed Stewart, the other senior captain, he throws it, chunks it deep, and it just kind of trickles around in the box, and Jacob Miller just barely gets a foot in, and I, I was like half looking. I was ready to go downstairs, you know, be on the field for the, the shootouts, and it just barely rolls in. Everyone just starts going nuts. And I was like, <laughs> the, 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 the language dudes even reply, did they even try to run to the midfield? No, or? it was over. They, yeah. they The boys pretty much went to the sideline, the stands, and started just celebrating like they just won the game. Because <laughs> six seconds, it's... It was over. Yeah. This isn't like that Celtics Bucks game yesterday. You, can, <laughs> nah. you can't get off a buzzer beater and uh, hit six seconds in soccer nah. unless you just boot it straight down the midfield into the into the goal and whatnot. That's wow, that's wild, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what a uh, what a milestone moment for for the Wakeland. I mean, obviously Wakeland has been synonymous with great soccer for uh, for a while now, but this is the first time ever that both the boys and the girls are headed to state. And it's the third year in a row that the boys team is going to state. Also, wow, hats off to hats off to them. That's yeah. right. Even with the change of head coach, they yeah. still have not missed a step. Andy Holt two for two now. <laughs> Set the bar pretty That's high for <laughs> So I looked at it, just what's um kind of what's ahead now for Wakeland. Um, let's see that like they play on Thursday in the Class Five A state semifinals. The Wakeland girls kick things off. Ooh, this is an early one. They're going to be in action at 9:30 a.m. on Thursday out in Georgetown. They play Humble Kingwood Park in their state semifinal, and then it's humble. Humble. Uh, okay. Humble. I, I, I worked in that region. They take it. Yeah. The only word, in, and I think in the English language that the H is silent. I but apologize. To all of our, all no, of our where, where is that? It's down in Houston area. Oh, so I was about to say Southeast Texas. Yeah. yeah Apologies to all of our viewers out in Humble. Humble, I should say. <laughs> that's going to be really tough for me to adjust to. Fortunately, that's the only school from that area that is uh, that is in the state tournament. And then at uh, 7.30 uh, later that night, you got the Frisco Wakeland boys in their state semifinal. They, up, they go up against Far Valley View. 31-0-0, so a very a very tricky draw for uh, for the Wolverines in yeah. their uh, in their third straight trip to state. They get the number two team in in, um, in the state period, according to the uh, to TopDrawerSoccer.com. <laughs> and, and, and since Jacob Miller, as as, as as in our fast forward rewind segment, we will catch up with him because mm-hmm. if you ball, you get the call. If you hitting shots to send your team to state, you are definitely balling. So he's gonna get that call today. And he, he, I mean, I, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. He, he's the one that gave me the inter- interesting quote where man, district play is just boring to us, you know. Wow. <laughs> Turn it up in the playoffs. It's true. It's not even to be yeah. cocky or anything, but and you score the game in a goal. Apparently, Reggie, yeah, apparently just playoff games are getting boring too. If we're just going to try to save it until like the last second possible, the way <laughs> right. we can, uh, That's where like we can break through. Be, we don't, yeah, playoffs are boring. Yeah. We just wait for state. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so obviously, yeah, yeah. Congrats to Wakeland as they as they continue their postseason later this week in uh, in Georgetown for the state semifinals. We've also got a couple teams over in Class Six A that are going to be making the trip south as well, including a team that I got to see a couple times on Friday and Saturday. The Marcus uh, the Marcus girls were able to punch their first trip to state since 2007. They survived the gauntlet that is uh, that is Region One out in Class Six A, and um, and they will draw. Let's see, they get Katie Cinco Ranch. Katie Cinco Ranch, who is uh, ranked as the uh, the number one team in the state per um, mm. per the Texas Girls Coaches Association. That one is going to be at noon on Friday out in Georgetown. Um, for this Marcus team, you know, I got to see them twice. Um, I got to see them Friday when they defeated Mansfield three to one, and then the um, the game obviously that I was taking a more keen interest in was on Saturday when them and Allen squared off in the regional final. And this was a game where I mean, you look at it kind of on paper and a lot of the uh, just the baseline stats, you know, time of possession, shots on goal, a lot of that stuff, you know, kind of favored Allen. But I mean, they just could not. Crack Marcus's defense. It was it was a very impressive performance by a Marcus defense that was uh, that was under 
you know, that was a little short-handed. They lost one of their uh, one of their starter one of the starters on their back lane, Katie Brown, in the regional semifinal against Mansfield to a uh, to a knee injury. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, so on Saturday they were um, obviously not just short-handed, but they had to roll out two freshmen, and they were, I mean, yes, yeah, so just you know these uh, these young pups who have just had to kind of just been uh, you know been getting a lot of experience throughout the season, but they're kind of being uh, kind of thrown to the wolves against one of the top offenses in the uh, in the state in Allen. And um, you know through regulation, this was a match that went into overtime. Through regulation, Allen had a 12 to 2 advantage in shots on goal, and including some that were just like one right after another. Mm-hmm. I mean, in addition to that young defense, I mean, goalkeeper Stephanie Starr was just spectacular for Marcus. I mean, there were times sequences where she would just have to. You know, turn away a point blank goal, and then Allen gets the rebound and fires one off. Just a second later, she's got to get up and dive to another different angle to try to oh, turn man. one away. It was some spectacular work in net. And then um, said this was one one through regulation, and then in overtime, the first overtime, five minutes in, this was a tough one for Allen because I mean everything about this is by the book. This is how you're supposed to defend the sequence. Um, Marcus's Taylor Moon <laughs> gets near the end line, sends over a cross. Um, one of the Allen defense, uh, one of the Allen defenders, tries to uh, boot the ball out of bounds. Ball takes a bad bounce off the cleat and goes into the goal. Oh, it was an own goal. It was an own goal. That's the worst. Oh. It was an own goal. And everything again, everything by the books. You know, it's the you're in there in the right place, right play. Again, just you, you can't fault a hustle play yeah. ever. And yeah, just a, an unfortunate bounce for um you know for the Lady Eagles. Was and that the wind put, a factor in that too. Um, the wind was actually I noticed like. It, was it, it felt once we got down to the field afterwards, um, the wind it wasn't really as noticeable. But you could tell during the during the uh, during regulation at least that it was you know right in that twenty to yeah. twenty five area. Yeah, that I know good. a lot of matches in the area were you know kind of having to battle through. But um, you know then. <laughs> Marcus is able to get an insurance goal inside the final minute. They um, they eliminate Allen and um, they are bound for the uh, bound for the state tournament first time since 2007. And um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the thing is, like Katie Cinco Ranch has um, first off one thing I know. Looking over their roster, it's a young team. They got six seniors on that team, yeah. and they got I mean, it's you know I think t- between their freshman and sophomore classes on that team, 12 players between that. So it's a team that could very well mm-hmm. be you know be in the mix at this time next year. But the thing with Marcus is, um, despite you know Katie Cinco Ranch's uh, you know reputation. They're undefeated. Kiyosinko Ranch 25-0-2. Mm. Um, Marcus is, I mean, they've they've seen everything at this point. Like when you, you're coming from what is arguably the best soccer district in the state in District 5-6A, you, you played South Lake Carroll twice. They actually drew with South Lake Carroll. They were, they were the only team that didn't get outright defeated by South Lake Carroll <laughs> in, um, in district play. You saw that team twice. You saw Byron Nelson, another uh, team that advanced to the regional quarterfinals. You saw them three times beat them in the third round of the playoffs, and now you just slayed Allen, which was the best team out of Class 6A and one of the best teams pound for pound in the state. What do you for Allen, by the way, just in every sport? I feel like they're... This, you know, we have 6,000 yeah. people. That's what happened. It does feel like it's kind of gone off a level <laughs> this year. Like yeah, they won single like, the, 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 the boys winning state titles, that, that, yeah. you can't say nothing about that. Oh, yeah. Especially in basketball, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, but yeah, for um, you know, for Marcus, they've, I mean, they've, they're so battle tested right now that nothing that Katie Cinco Ranch has for them on Friday is going to seem un- unfamiliar. I, I think that's any team that's coming from the Metro, but mm-hmm. I know, I think the coaches have told me from six A, mm-hmm. boys and girls, uh, I think in uh, five A that the Region Two has been pushed the winner like eight yeah. of the last nine mm-hmm. years, yeah. something insanity. That's the thing with the Wakeland Holland Park. Many people were saying the winner of that game was probably going to win state. Yeah. 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 
So we shall. Uh, we'll see what uh, if that uh, if that indeed holds true. Um, so, yeah, happy endings. I didn't have a happy. Yeah, no, yeah let's give yeah Kendrick well, some time to shine. Kendrick, I, I, you drove five hours out west yeah. just to <laughs> watch one of the best teams in the in the state or the whoa, country. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The best teams in the country. They 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 played the part. It is. It. I won't say it wasn't. I won't say cliches. They wasn't meant to be. We should but, we should clarify. We're speaking of the McKinney yeah. Boy boys well, who um, had classic their, say that the start of their story is this year was all about redemption. They um, got outplayed and um, against Southlake last year. Play one of their worst games and get a beaten shootout. And this year has been all about redeeming from that. They play South Lake again this year. <laughs> play them at home. Don't really play all that good in the regulation, but they win the shootout. And since that shootout, they just been building on it. They got rid of Duncanville. They had a classic game at Ron Post Stadium playing crosstown showdown rival McKinney. Yeah, the third round of the playoffs, right? Which people yeah, saying was crazy. the biggest soccer game they've had since um I think um, it was McKinney North, and North did it. Yeah, played it to go to go to state, ago, yeah. and it was girls, but it's the big, biggest boys. Yeah. Yeah. So they had that emotional win, and I asked Coach Pete, would they be too high off that? And he's like, no, we're gonna be good. And then Friday they came. They were on the business trip. We're for friendship was a really good team. They controlled the ball, but it's like I saw things I never seen before. The ball goes straight up, and then the wind just sit there and take it back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. People, we're in we're, yeah. we're in the middle of a West Texas windstorm, <laughs> and it's forty five miles an hour, and it could have even went faster than that sometimes. Like, nice. like I sit there and like I, I try to wear a hat, I should have wore a beanie. Hat goes off, that going out the press box, I have to go chase it down. That's how much My wind it was. Came off, almost came off a couple times while I was trying to do interviews <laughs> or walking onto the field yeah. on Friday and Saturday, and like. So I have to wear my hat like a side, like I was a gangster. I was not trying to be cool. I was just trying to keep my hat. They're like, what's this guy walking on the field? <laughs> so they, they go to they play Warford. The first half, that was one of those half they dominated, but they didn't have the results. Mm. But they knew sooner or later they were going to get that goal. And they got a beautiful goal by Roberto Gonzalez Gutierrez. I've seen him play multiple times, and mm. I really hadn't recognized him. And it's like he came up big at the right time, and I talked to him after the game. He said, man, that's the biggest goal I made in my life. Hey, so absolutely, and they had the momentum. Their defense was very solid. One thing about Boyd, if you watch them, they don't they don't like the measurables. Like people are like, oh, they're not that fast. They're not that good. I don't know how they win all these games. All they do is beat you, and they go by you. They're fast <laughs> enough, and their technical skill is yeah. phenomenal. Well, we shift forward to Saturday. They control the I want to say seventy five percent of possessions. Mm. Irving out of the eleven people, Irving had nine people back and two people up, oh, just wow. hoping Part to the counter place. them. Yeah, Part just the hoping. Place. And the wind, even though it was only twenty five miles an hour, it played a weird bounce. The ball carried over the air, it carried over two defenders who were experienced. They're out of position, and the goalie was up. The guy gets right between them and scores with in the sixty eighth mm. minute. So with twelve minutes to go. Boys went from being in control of this game, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a very controversial moment is they had a header by Tanner Binion mm-hmm. in the 53rd minute that got disallowed, which is very questionable. For if you, what happened? Offsides. Yeah, offsides, oh. but yeah. it was very questionable because it's one of those games. Irving knows it. now that they got the trophy, they can admit this. Mm-hmm. If that game goes to overtime, <laughs> they they weren't going to beat Boys. Boys was the better yeah. team. If they play a series, Boys wins that and series. And you said easily. if they played in like a dome, if like they played like a star, like or, something. star or something, there's no way they win that game. Yeah. Boys was the better team. Yeah. They outplayed them. They just didn't get the results. Keep your heads up, guys. I had a great <laughs> season. There's this is the third team from Boys. So 
um, program mm-hmm. that's gone to the regional final, and they were trying to go to the state for the first time since 2014, and they got a lot of young talent coming back, so they just reload over there. So don't think they're going around, going away. And, but it was the first time they lost in regulation in 46 games. I know. Wow. Yeah, I remember I've dropped that number. Like we're talking about, about, about people doubling over. We had everybody, the parents and the fans, because they put so much into this, and this team had been building yeah. for this moment, and they got denied. Yeah, they lose so, a lot of their seniors. Yeah, they lost 12. They had a great group. That, that, that group, I will go on record, that group was the best group of seniors that's ever came to that program. Wow. People are going to miss those guys. They have they have guys that could go play soccer in college that just want to be students. So they had like five guys going to college that probably could have like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think of a, a quote that Plano West head boys soccer coach uh, Jimmy Dowell would often note um, in a post game interview that sometimes I mean soccer can just be a cruel game sometimes. Yeah, they handled it well. I shout out the coach speaking and staff. Of course, people were emotional, but it's like you put so much work in mm-hmm. and you know you outplayed. Like it wasn't like they, they didn't play their best game, yeah. but they played enough to win the but game. But it just takes it just takes just, one it just one bounce. whether it's by your doing or not, just one little miss. Like like the Allen sequence, like Allen's defense Allen's defenseman yeah. just gets right in front and makes a perfect play on the ball, just a bad bounce off the cleat and, and, and it's I, an own goal. And I clearly think if they would have got to the tournament, they would have won state. Mm-hmm. Like because it was getting through this region was the hard thing to do. Yeah. It's um see as you you look um I guess elsewhere then in Classic A we did have a team on the boys side that is going to be headed there um, out of Region Two that was uh, Capel no stranger to the state tournament Capel making their ninth trip to state in wow. program history fourth time in the last six do seasons. Do they reseed in soccer or do um, they play or do Region One? That's, that's a good question. I've been I've won a couple one state tournaments so I'm I'm not a novice but after yeah. it's been so that's a good great. question. I I don't know personally yeah. I've because I know the the Capel and uh, remember how the crazy rain mm. they were supposed to play boy in the regular season. And, yeah, and, and that would have been because it got rained out. They were trying to they were trying to get that game and it got rained out, so it would have been very <laughs> interesting to see them play. Judging off of like I'm just looking at the matchups right here in the head to head records, it does look like that they did reseed because you have Alif Elsick who's twenty oh and two going up against Irving, uh, fifteen five and five. And that's the that's team that has those guys. Those guys were four seed in the, their district, so they do have snuck in the playoffs and they beat like three ranked teams, including number one ranked right. team in the state. So they didn't just show up yeah. in Georgetown. <laughs> they got a little luck on Saturday, yeah. but luck counts. That's what you need of the stage of the game. No, no, no team wins any championship in any sport without just a little bit of luck yeah. along the way. Um, Maybe they're like Wakeland; they're saving the best, uh, best soccer of the playoffs. <laughs> it does look like the, they do have these teams seeded based on winning percentage. Okay, so that yeah, I guess it means. That they that they do receive, but yes, Capel, no stranger to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. They're seeking their fourth overall state title in boys soccer. This is a very senior heavy team. Justin Thomas has talked a little bit about them in previous editions of the podcast. They got twenty one seniors <laughs> on that team. That's mm-hmm. a lot for a soccer team. So it's at least a group that's been together you know, for a long time and has kind of been building up to this uh, you know to this moment. Seems and like now or never mm-hmm. ideal for yeah. Capel. Yeah. And they've um you know they fit the uh, the good old classic. If I'm going to rip out the uh, you know something out of the cliche Rolodex, a team that's peaking at the right time. <laughs> It's a team I've heard that, that a couple uh, yeah. times this weekend. It's um, you know, they they're yet to allow a goal during the postseason. Wow, they're, they've outscored opponents twelve and zero. Um, they actually have only allowed one goal over their last ten matches. Period. So it's a testament to just the strides that are being made on that end of the uh, end of the pitch. A testament to the job and goal by Austin Simidian. Uh, their back line, which includes players like Thomas Grimmer, um, Asa Robichaud, Jeremy Basso, and Juan Pablo Rodriguez. And um, you look Juan at what's Juan Pablo Rodriguez. <laughs> and um, they actually kind of got here in a. Um, like we've been mentioning, kind of some awkward, uh, awkward finishes. Their regional final um, down south against uh, Conroe um, on Saturday. They won that 1-0, and they got that goal in the 68th minute on a corner kick that deflected off the head of a Conroe defender. Oh, so man, well, some, that, 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 that luck counts. That's an own goal, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, well, luck counts. It's, that's the thing. Like well, it, Boyd's not even in the state tournament. They only gave up four. Counting yeah. the playoff goal, they yeah. gave up four goals the whole that's, year. That's why you play the game. Yep. It's a lot four of uh, goals the whole year. Like so, Chase Coy and Jack Monty and them had a great defensive unit two years in a row. No losses and just like in like that. Just it makes <laughs> some, some, some very between between your match, Capel, and then my match with Alan and Marcus. Some very unconventional finishes, but like hey, I don't, said, don't forget mine. Score. Oh yeah, and absolutely. And yes. <laughs> like I said, to quote to quote Coach Dowell, soccer can be a cruel game sometimes. So um, <laughs> so yeah, we've got a. Uh, then let's see. Then Capel they open up on Friday. Their match is at. They actually have the nightcap. They are at seven thirty p.m. Friday out in Georgetown. They play San Antonio Reagan. The winner of that will get the winner of Irving versus Alif Elsick in the other semifinal. Um, yeah, wow. Let's, uh, so let's um, so then let's kind of transition. We've spent uh, you know time talking about uh, all these soccer teams. One of which we mentioned was the Wakeland Boys as they look to uh, to win another uh, another state title. Well, Kendrick Johnson, this gentleman right over here, um, he was out chatting with one of their standout players, Jacob Miller, in the latest edition of our, of our uh, student athlete spotlight, the Fast Forward Rewind, just to talk a little bit about Wakeland and this latest run of, uh, of brilliance that they are on. Um, this is this is what uh, what Jacob had to say on the Wolverine season thus far. Kenny Johnson coming to you once again with the Fast Forward Rewind segment where we look back at the past and head to the future. This week we got Frisco Wakeland soccer superstar, Mr. Jacob Miller, the hero of this weekend's regional tournament. So give us some insight to scoring a goal to send your team to the state. Um, honestly, I was not expecting it to happen. Um, for the past, the last two minutes of the game, all that was going through my head was just about penalty kicks. That was all I could think about. And when we had that last throw in with about 30 seconds left, the ball just came to my feet and I just did what I knew to do. And it went in. And then when that ball went in, we celebrated like crazy. And it was, there was no better feeling than that. Was it like an instant thing or did you hit the pause? Like, did this just happen? Yeah. Or did it like one of those things, as soon as it went off your foot, you knew it was, it was game yeah, time? Yeah, I shot it and I was at a really weird angle. So I just kicked the ball as hard as I could. I didn't really try and put it anywhere. But when that ball went in and it went in, I saw it go in and I was just like, shoot like did that actually just happen and then I started celebrating and it really did not hit me that that actually happened until about 10 minutes after the game my teammates were coming up to me and they were like dude you just scored with six seconds left and I was like I know that is absolutely crazy because I've never done anything like that before so it was pretty cool it was pretty awesome to see so it's a pretty cool the fact that you hit the biggest uh, goal of your career at the right moment oh yes sir absolutely Give us some insight to y'all team's mentality. Of course, y'all defending state champions. I've been getting everybody's best shot. Is it a big deal that y'all have to finish the job for the season to be a success in your yes, opinion? Sir. See, this is, this is our third year in a row, and so we're kind of we're very confident, but we also know that we have to make a statement and uh, defend our name. You know, because we're kind of we've we've been called the powerhouse of the playoffs recently, and I think we've been showing that, but. Uh, the fact that we're going down again, we do feel quite a bit of pressure on our shoulders to go out and win it again because we think we should, and we almost know we should because this is our third year in a row. So we're, we're pretty confident, but there's a lot of pressure on us. How much does experience play in this fact that, like you say, y'all been there before, or does it just like it's a separate year, separate team, or does it do matter, the fact that y'all been there and done that before? Um, I think it does matter that we've been there before. You know, it, it does take a little bit of pressure off. You know, with the, we gain experience from going there so often. So I feel like we, it allows us to play better, to better to our abilities and everything. But uh, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of pressure on us each and every year we go because every year is a different year. And so there's a lot of new players and new aspects of the game that we need to adapt to and 
feel out. Give some insight to the euphoria of lifting that trophy, knowing that you're the best in the state, got the medal around your neck, and everybody's going crazy. How often do y'all dream about that? The fact that y'all, 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 y'all actually taste it. Some people talk about it. Y'all have already actually lived it and trying to repeat it. Yes, sir. Uh, we talk about it all the time. You know, I mean, it's, it's two years later from the first year we went when I was a sophomore, and we still to this day talk about it, even though we've already been, we've been three years in a row. We still talk about the days when we went when I was a sophomore. We talk about last year, and we're going to talk about this year even when I go to college. You know, I'm going to come back and visit with all my former teammates, and we're going to say, hey, man, do you remember when we were down at State, how crazy that was? So it's, it's definitely a lot of... Uh, lasting memories that we, we get to make with each other, and it's, it's pretty awesome to watch. We know in Frisco in general, in the city, it's a very competitive city. Yes, That's stone between schools. How big a deal would be for y'all class of 2018 legacy? In fact, y'all be the crew with two rings if y'all can get the job done. How big a deal do you think that's going to be when y'all look about like 10 years from now, you got yes, kids sir. and stuff, and you talk about with the other teams since y'all yeah. y'all do this on a yearly basis? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you when you're saying about 10 years from now, if I have kids, you know, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna whip out the two rings if we win this year and say like hey I was a I was a pretty cool dude back in high school you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this forever this is it's pretty pretty stinking cool how's it cool how, how much cooler is the fact that the ladies get to join y'all too and they overcome the Highland Park hump how much how much just talk about the school euphoria because you walk through the halls it's like it's a football season even though yeah, it's soccer season yeah um when they beat Highland Park man Highland Park was number three in the country you know and they've been to they've been to state numerous years in a row three or four years in a row so that game went to PKs, and when, when they won, that was absolutely crazy. And the fact that we also won, you know, that's, that does not happen very often. And so uh, this is going to be a one-of-a-kind trip for, for the two teams for sure. Give some insight to that trip back uh, from regionals back here to Frisco. How, how crazy was that? Uh, that, was, that was pretty stinking crazy. We were just we were so happy. Everyone was on, like, an all-time high because, you know, before, before regionals, we, we would recall state from the previous years, and we'd be like, man, we want to go back so bad. And when we accomplish our goal and we get to go back, we're just, everyone's just so happy and in a good mood. And we're just going crazy and just living it up. It's awesome. How big a deal would it be for Wolverine Nation if both of y'all be able to get the job done this weekend in Georgetown? Um, if we both go out there and get the job done, <laughs> that'll be pretty crazy. It'll be something that does not happen often at all, if ever. I don't even know if that's ever happened before. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't remember a time where the boys and girls team from a school has won state in the same year. So that would that would be absolutely crazy. And what is it about the Frisco soccer programs that help y'all get ready for this stage? Because not even just y'all, just y'all district, y'all solid players that y'all see to get y'all through the district and stuff like that. And like even like looking at y'all roster, like y'all got some kids on JV and freshmen that would be stars of other schools. Yeah. But since they're here, they're just another player. So what is it about y'all system that makes y'all so special and makes this like as a program that's basically y'all don't rebuild, y'all reload? Yeah, so basically, uh, when I was a sophomore, when I was a freshman, uh, I would practice with, with the varsity squad. And, you know, I wasn't on the varsity team, but they would mingle the teams together. And I think that's one of the greatest ways they prepare the younger men for when they are juniors and seniors and when it's their time to step up. So really, it's about preparing the younger guys and getting them ready for when it's their shot to go. And that's exactly what they did with my group and groups before. And that's, I think that's the main reason why we've been to state three years in a row. I think that's why we're going again this year. What, what's the standard and what's like kind of like the expectation for this program? Some some kids in middle school like, hey, I want to be part of that, but they don't know what it entails to be a Wolverine. Yeah. What, what is it? Would it be a Wakeland Wolverine? Uh, to be a Wakeland Wolverine, it's it's about coming out here every single day and just working your butt off. That's what we've done all year. That's what we've done my whole career here at Wakeland, and we just work so hard. 
and uh, we just we do our very best to make sure we stay focused every single day and just we keep in, keep in our mind that we want to be the best in the state and we will do whatever it takes to make that happen. After getting the title last year, did y'all get a chance to celebrate or did y'all shift y'all focus? Like, when did repeating come in y'all head? It was that season started or as soon as you got that, that ring last year and hosted that trophy, like, we're doing this again next year? Um, <laughs> well, we graduated quite a bit of seniors last year. So when we held up that ring and everything was said and done, we were like, we're, we're a whole new team this year from last year. So we... We really didn't start thinking about state until like a few weeks ago when we started winning playoff games. And we, we made playoffs. We knew playoffs was going to come. We were confident in that. But state, state was a different question. We weren't sure if we were going to make it this far. But up until about the third or fourth round of state, or playoffs, sorry, up until about the third or fourth round of playoffs, we were like, hey, we, we're doing pretty well. We can keep this momentum going and maybe, maybe make this happen again. And that's what we're doing so far. And so we're hoping to do that again this year. How does it feel to be the kid to get the goal to, 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 to propel y'all in the, one of the most pivotal playoff games I had in a while? And a lot of people were talking about your quote last week yes, where you said, basically, we turn it on in the playoffs. Yes, so how's it, how's, it, how's it feel to be that man to walk the walk and talk the talk? <laughs> um, it's, it's awesome. You know, I've never had anything like this happen before. Um, after that game, I was receiving text messages from everybody, my relatives, my teammates, my friends at school, teachers. Everybody was texting me saying, "Congratulations, you're the man. You're you're doing awesome. Keep it up." So it was it was just feeling good. It gave me a really a great big boost of confidence in myself and in my team. And I think like when when big moments happen like that, everybody gets psyched up and and ready to play the next game. And that's that was the big reason we were ready to play tomorrow is because we had such an eventful night the night before. I was saying when you ball, you get the call. So how does it feel the fact that I'm giving you that call right here, Frisco Wakeland yes, campus? Uh, it feels it feels great. Um, the fact that you're out here talking to me is is pretty awesome. It makes me feel confident in myself and special. It makes me feel like I did something for the school. It makes me feel like I made a statement. So it's a pretty cool thing to be able to do for my team and myself. And just talk about the support because, yeah. like, y'all, like I said, walking up in the halls, it felt like it's football season. Yeah, how's it feel to get that get that mega support from y'all, Wolverine Nation? Um, at a lot of schools, you know, you don't see support for soccer teams. It's in Frisco, especially. It's all football. You know, with Jerry's World up here, the Star, everything. Everyone loves football. Everyone, you know, supports football the most. Friday night football games. Everybody's there. But this year, there's been a lot of support for soccer, and we don't see that very often in a Frisco ISD school. So it's been really cool to watch, and it makes the games more fun. It makes our team play better, you know, because there's more people there. So we feel like we need to, we have an edge on our shoulder. We got to do better. So it definitely has made an impact on the year. And do you have a message for any any fans or anybody that's seeing this video? Do you, you want to send, send them out a message? Um, I I just want to say that if you put your mind onto something, you can do it. Because despite all the people that doubt you or say you can't. Uh, look at us this year. There's been so many people that have told us we can't make it back to state, and that's exactly what we did. So just put your mind to something, and you can do it, and just work at it. That's that's it for this week's Fast Forward Rewind. This week's guest, Jacob Miller. Good luck this week, Thank you. brother, in Georgetown. Thank you. Thanks to Jacob Miller. That man balled. He got the call. Good luck this <laughs> I love, weekend. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> good week. Good, good luck this weekend to all of Wolverine Nation. Hopefully they represent it. Keep my man Murphy busy while we're writing about state titles. So, um, so, yeah, so now as we, uh, as we will do, we're going to close the podcast by looking at a, um, taking a look at what we have coming up tomorrow night, Tuesday night, for our uh, live coverage dockets, plus any news and notes from within our areas that have come down since we last spoke. Uh, Kendrick, where are you going to be tomorrow night? Um, it's, still, it's still up in the air. Got, um, got, I might end up being Carrollton. I look for a future in the McKinney Courier Gazette. I'll be featuring the North Softball <laughs> Program. Mm. 
15 seasons, 15 playoff appearances. Don't get no better than that. Wow. That's pretty and, solid. And um, at the end of the week, I'll be in Crosstown Showdown. Can't, be, can't, can't, can't skip any Crosstown Showdowns. Mm-hmm. They'll be on Softball Diamond. It'll be McKinney and Boyd. McKinney will try to even up the series after losing to Boyd the first time. And again, that was played at McKinney North due to weather. That's right. Because then the McKinney North, I don't know y'all have seen their their facilities are top of the line. They got oh, yeah, the yeah. field turf with the draining system, Coach Pratnum. Mm-hmm. They went all out, so that's like the standard now for McKinney North. Don't play around. <laughs> they'll play around at all. They got the new stadium coming along the way next year for football, oh, yeah. and, 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 and they're gonna transition yeah. it to the other field. So by the time you go to the game McKinney and it rains, it's still gonna get in mm-hmm. in the next year or two. They're nice. gonna it's gonna be universal. Now, if only every field did. That. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Brian? What's your coverage? I will be at like? Wakeland tomorrow. Heritage at Wakeland. Baseball, both teams tied for I guess first place because there's two other teams tied. So I guess four teams. Yeah, four way tie. Four way tie for first place right now. So the playoff picture is looking pretty set on those four teams making mm-hmm. the playoffs. Now it's just who will be seated what. And yeah. Tonight will be a or tomorrow I should say will be a, a big factor, a big deciding factor in that one. And then I'm um, on my end. I will be taking in some six six eight baseball in Plano tomorrow out at Plano Senior specifically for a matchup, a rivalry matchup between Plano Senior and Plano West. Uh, the good. Wildcats, the Wildcats in first place, looking to take another step towards that district title. The Wolves scraping and clawing. I believe they're tied for fourth with, with McKinney Boyd. Yep, they're tied with Boyd yeah. for McKinney. Uh, they're tied with for, with McKinney Boyd for fourth place and. Uh, um, so yeah, obviously they are still in must-win territory. Cannot surrender a game at this stage of the po- of the uh, season no. if they are looking to make the playoffs. So six six is always crazy. Oh yeah, six, 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 never. Uh, there's a game that separates from first to sixth place. Two mm-hmm. games, two games. I can never keep up with any sports. Never, six, six, a, never a dull moment in <laughs> District Six Six A. And then on just the uh, the news front, they had some pretty big recruiting news on the football scene. Dropped down on Friday, I believe it was. Um, Allen Stud wide receiver Theo Weiss ranked mm-hmm. as the uh, as the number one player in the uh, in the state per uh, per rivals. Uh, dot com. He is uh, he has made his decision, and he is going to actually recommit to Oklahoma. He um, you know he initially committed to OU as a sophomore back when, and um, you know decommitted a couple months afterwards just to kind of take in the whole recruiting scene and whatnot. He issued his, uh, his his top five schools two weeks ago, and he has it narrowed down. And he is going to uh, you know he is verbally committed to uh, to head back to Norman. And um, yeah, Sooners it's looking like the, oh yeah, I absolutely. Bet you were excited about that. Sure, why not? That's right. That uh, that Allen OU pipeline just keeps growing, man. Between uh, of Kyler Murray, Bobby Evans starting at a uh, tackle, Tay Evans, his brother, linebacker, and then um, and then uh, what, well, Lee Morris. That's right, Lee Morris, mm-hmm. one of the uh, an old Allen wide receivers. So yes, um, Theo Weiss commits to uh, verbally commits to Oklahoma. So let's see. Um, other than that, I guess that is all I have. I oh. did have one thing. Sure. R.J. Hampton was named TABC Hoops Player of the Year. For, wow. For uh, Class Five A. Oh, Class Five A. Mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Say it was, it was uh, Maxi for six A. Six A. I didn't see. Did he win six A? I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a travesty if he yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best player in Class Six A without question. Yeah. I and saw them play against yeah. each other. And you so. did actually. Yeah, you did forward me that list from USA Today. USA Today named their all Texas all state team and what? They both got to be on there. Maxi right? and Hampton were both on there. Yeah. And then, if y'all haven't seen these guys play, <laughs> these guys are one and done. Transcendent talents. Mm. Maxi, if they change the rule, will not be at any university. He's that good. I've been knowing about this kid since he was in seventh grade. My buddy trains him. It's like, wow. man, because we all went D1. Hey, man, he's better than us. This kid's going to be in the league. I'm talking about one and done because look with the rule. But if they switch that rule this summer, he will be coming straight from the Metroplex mm. straight into the NBA. I got to see him score was 46 points in their, uh, in their state semifinal that's game. That's that state record for a state champion. Champ. It might have tied the state record. I can't, re- I can't recall, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just an absolute joy to watch. And also on that same list, the USA Today All Texas uh, Texas All State team uh, 
Allen head coach uh, Jeff McCullough named the coach of the year. So Look shout out to coach. coach McCullough. Eagles won their first state title earlier. Uh, earlier in the uh, softball, I think Prosper beat the Collin again. They they, Prosper said they they the champs this year. So Prosper softball undefeated twelve and zero right now, and they're That's I mean they've already beat Little and twice. They've beaten the Colony twice. twice. So they took the rematch. Yeah. Wow, yeah, pretty handily too. So what happens when you're a six eighteen playing five hundred? Mm, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if we'll get a uh, if we get a playoff uh, a playoff rematch. It's very little in that. You see the athletic director uh, for. Uh, Prosper, congrats to y'all. They just they racking up district titles. Have the girls won every district title this year? They clean. I know yeah. they won in um, volleyball. Oh, they, they won in basketball. They're trying to be the first team that's it's done other one other time. A one A team won the softball championship and the volleyball championship. Prosper is trying to do that this year. Wow, for the first time ever. All right, that is about all we had here, folks. Kendrick, Brian, appreciate y'all for tagging along. Um, we'll said we'll be out. Uh, we'll be out and about throughout the uh, duration of the week, covering our uh, covering these games. Um, you can obviously follow us along on Twitter. Kendrick, where can these folks follow you along on Twitter? At Kendrick Johnson, like Kendrick Johnson, but no N J O H N S O. It wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> Just like mine, mine wasn't available the way I wanted it too. Mm-hmm. So it's at Brian Murphy underscore. So underscore at the end, and it's Brian with a Y. Mm-hmm. You can follow me along at M Welch S L M. Um, once our stories are done, the first spot that you can check them out, as well as you know, video highlights, rapid reaction podcasts, what have you, is at StarLocalSports.com. Folks, I appreciate you for checking out this edition of the podcast. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to y'all later. Thanks again to our sponsors, Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.